Calgary Flames 5-4 in overtime. And it was a game-winning goal in OT by Alexi Lafreniere. This was definitely one of the most exciting games of the season. It had everything. It really did. It had big hits, fights, questionable goal decisions, and really back and forth. It was fun. It wasn't necessarily the, the you know, I'm sure Sutter and Gallant look at this and say, you know, probably not the blueprint you necessarily want moving forward, but the, considering it was the first game back from the break, it wasn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a sloppy game, but like, I just think that if you watch this game, it was exciting. Obviously for a Calgary fan, not the exact result you want, you do get a point. And so, you know, it's not as if they come away with nothing, but for the Rangers, they get the two points. And the three players that really stand out beyond Lafreniere, and for Lafreniere, it's a really big goal. Hopefully this can get him going to get that OT winner. But the three other players that really stood out in a major way, Philip Heedle, who just continues to score goals at a rapid, rapid clip lately. He's up to 18. He scored two goals in this one. He had opportunities to get a hat trick. I feel like I've said that before, uh, where he's had a chance to, you know, to, to get a hat trick and hasn't done so. But it feels like it might happen, you know, by year's end. But he has just been fantastic. And Nika Zibanejad had two goals and an assist as well. He was very, very good. And you know, he's starting to form some chemistry with Artemi Panarin, which is important. It's not quite there, but it might get there. And then Jacob Truba. This is this is one of those things that you have to respect from Truba, is that the guy is just a great open ice hitter. He is. And I know that some fans get mad. And these are clean hits. These are clean hits. Now, look, it, it, like out of out of 20 Jacob Truba hits, could there be some that maybe cross some a little bit? Maybe, but but it is pretty amazing how he really lines it up just at the perfect time, the perfect angle. And it's funny that he had a couple of hits by Truba and then Sammy Blay, who returned to the lineup, he also had a hit. These three hits actually all resulted in Ranger power plays where Calgary, you know, took instigator penalties after these hits. And luckily, eventually the Rangers did score on one of those three power plays. But the Rangers only had three and it was all of the same variety. And Jacob Truba definitely deserves a lot of credit. This was one of those games that he really stood out and did a great, great job. So, again, for me, Lafreniere is a talking point, but but Heedle, Zabanajad, Truba really were the stars of the night. Yaroslav Halak was in that for the Rangers. So, so that's two starts in a row for Yaro. He now has six straight wins. But for Halak, started out pretty good, didn't end up so well. For Halak, I did not love the the fourth goal that gave Calgary that lead in the third period, giving that four three lead. You know that that's when I think he liked to have back. But you know Halak, he gets the win. I'm sure we'll see Shesterkin versus Vancouver next game at the Garden. But it's interesting. The Rangers play Calgary and Vancouver here this week, and then next week they actually are on the road where they'll be taking on Vancouver Calgary again. So that's why, you know, I kind of have that second game with Calgary circle on the calendar. That's going to be a fun one where there was a lot of animosity here. And I think for the fact that they're playing each other again so soon, 
there could be a continuation. Although, look, to be fair, these were clean hits. And we'll, we'll talk about those as, they, as they'd happened in the game. But really, uh, you know, Daryl Sutter had said after the game, he said, look, like this, these hits were, were clean. And, and I do agree with him. So for the Rangers, a, there was one lineup change from the last game. So if you remember, the last game was Rangers versus the Vegas Golden Knights. And for this one, so Julian Gauthier played that game. He did not play tonight. As Sammy Blay, who played well for the Hartford Wolfpack, he scored four goals in five games. He was back in there and, you know, didn't really do a whole lot. You know, again, that fourth line, it's still, there's still improvements that need to be made in that fourth line. Not going to make a big deal about it now, but the healthy scratches were Gauthier and Kratsov. So Kratsov, he's been healthy scratch now for a bit. And so you have to wonder what his future is with the team. Could he work his way back into the lineup? Yes. But look, you know, you think about things and, you know, certainly by the trade deadline, which is less than a month away, will Vitaly Kravtsov still be a Ranger? You have to wonder at this point. And for me, Julian Gauthier, he is someone that I would still like to see in the lineup. Will Cooley played again and actually got into a fight again. And I think you can see the potential there. I don't think that Cooley is necessarily an answer for this season in the playoffs. I'm glad they're giving him a look. But I don't know. I, I think there's a future there. Just don't know if it's this year. Lecision to me, I, I don't. That's someone that should not be in the lineup. Jake Lecision. I and I would like to think that by the deadline that he is, you know, at least placed on waivers, and maybe they're able to sneak him down. You know, they, I sneak him down. I think that I wouldn't be surprised if they are. Obviously, the Rangers claimed him off waivers from the Golden Knights, but you know, again, the fourth line needs work, but. Other than that, the lines were the same as we had saw previously, meaning the kid line, meeting Trocek, centering Kreider and Goodrow, and Zabanajad centering Panarin and Beasy. So for the Rangers, they get on the board first, and it's who else? Philip Heedle. Heedle has just been continuing that great play, and, and he's not getting hurt. A lot of the problems in recent years was injuries derailing him, but it, I can't say enough how... From last year's playoffs to now, this is just a different player than we had seen before. There was always flashes. There was always the potential. But he's been amazing. So at this point in time, it's a 17th goal of the season from Kako and Fox. Nice little pass by Kako. Sets up a 2-1 for Heedle. He rips it by Markstrom and gives the Rangers a 1-0 lead. Then the Rangers take a penalty. Ben Harper trips Blake Coleman. And for Ben Harper, I... Uh, it's getting worse and worse for Harper. If I'm Chris Drury, I'm definitely, definitely trying to find a depth defenseman. I'd I'd like to believe that he would be doing that. You know, look, it's not going to cost you much. Maybe, you know, maybe like a Justin Braun type acquisition. And look, Justin Braun wasn't great. He was better than Patrick Nemeth, who wasn't. But I, I definitely think that Chris Drury can't look at this and say, yep, we're good as is. There's no shot. And what's interesting is that Libor Hayek has been a healthy scratch forever now. He's another one where, like, can he possibly last on this roster past the deadline? It just feels like that has to end. But Harper, again, Harper should be more that 7th, 8th defenseman, not quite 6th. Harper takes that tripping penalty, but the Rangers' penalty kill does a nice job. They kill it off. But unfortunately, the soon thereafter, the Flames tied up at 1. And it's a goal by Blake Coleman, the former Devil and Lightning. Scores his 11th goal of the season from Manjapani. And this was a play where Panarin, and look, for Panarin, today was an example of bad and good. Bad and good. 
So it's kind of a step up where for Panarin, for me, for Panarin, it's been a lot of bad here. He ends up redeeming himself later on. But Panarin, it wasn't like an egregious turnover, but he lost possession of the puck. It, it really wasn't his fault in the grand scheme of it. And it was a, kind of a close-in goal that kind of deflects off of Fox, goes off Halak. It's uh, an ugly goal, but it's a goal nonetheless, and Calgary ties it up at one. Then is when things get interesting. At 13.57, Truba really with a nice hit on Dylan Dubé, and Chris Tanev comes in and fights Truba. And so for Tanev, he gets the extra two minutes, and the Rangers have a power play unsuccessful. The Rangers power play does not get it done. Then at 16-16 is when you have a Sammy Blay hit that actually ends up receiving no penalty. He hits... Um, who was the hit by Blay? It's escaping me now. Sammy Blay has a hit, and it ends up in a fight between Will, Cully, Will Cooley and Mackenzie Weger. And... Uh, yeah, it's escaping me right now who that hit was on by. Oh, I guess it was Lucic. Yeah, I, I guess it was. I guess it was Blay on Lucic, and he was and he was upset about it. I think that. I mean, yeah. All I know is Lucic was very upset about the hit. It was clean. Lucic ends up getting the extra two minutes out of this, and again, the Ranger power play is unsuccessful. So the same sort of thing happening. Big hits by the Ranger by Ranger players. Clean hits. That result in Calgary going after said Ranger and the power play is unsuccessful. So we go to the second period and it's a 1-1 game at this point. And again, scoring a goal early in the second, as he scored early in the first, it's Filipino. Unassisted, 18th goal of the season, second goal of the night. And for Filipino, you have to wonder, is 30 goals possible? He's at 18 now. And he missed a lot of time, right? So the thing is, is that if he had actually played those games, he, I think he would definitely be looking at, at approaching 30 goals. But I think it's, it's something that would be a great accomplishment. And I think it's within reach. And so there, and it was a night, you know, Heedle was a breakaway goal and he just fires it uh, five hole past Jacob Markstrom. And the Rangers take a two to one lead. Then, and I thought that the Calgary Flames, I thought they were the better team in the second for large stretches. This was this game could have really went either way. Honestly, across the board, this was a pretty even hockey game. But in the second, a really dumb, and this is where, you know, and I think most blame goes to Panarin, especially based on Gallant's response. It's too many men on the ice penalty. Cooley leaves the ice, maybe a little bit slowly, but I think more of the blame goes on Panarin, who hops on and touches the puck, clear too many men. On the ice penalty, and Galant was just like, Panera, like, you're going to serve this penalty. You go to the box. And Calgary does score and tie it up. And it is a goal by Tyler Toffoli. His 19th goal of the season from Anderson and Lindholm. And so at 16.25, we're all tied up at two. Then you have another Truba situation where he lines up and just hits with authority, Nazem Kadri and Dylan Dubé, who was hit by Truba in first, goes after Truba. And I must say, both fights Truba, really. It, it was just something else. Truba versus Tanev the first time, and then Truba versus Dubé here. He really just... Um, Truba versus, versus Dubé. I, I give Dubé credit for, for even going after Truba. It wasn't a fair fight. Um, and the Rangers end up with the power play on this as Dubé gets the two minutes for... He gets a, a 17 penalty minutes overall, two-minute instigator gives the Rangers a power play, and this time they do score. And it is a Mika Zibanejad goal. And Zibanejad, he has 14 power play goals in the season. It's his 23rd goal overall here. Really nice pass by Kreider. 
and Panarin gets the other assist. But Kreider, really nice pass to Zibanejad, and with 14 seconds left in the second, the Rangers take a 3-2 lead. I think for Chris Kreider, I think he's still working his way back from that injury. I do. But, you know, nice play there. And the Rangers take a 3-2 lead going to the third. In the third, I thought the Rangers started out pretty well. I, I did. But unfortunately, a controversial goal was scored by Andrew Mangiapane, his 11th of the season from Hannafin and Backlund at 638. To me, if this is not a distinct kicking motion, I don't know what is. It's a bit of a joke to me where it's like that to me can – and they, they call it a deflection, not a kicking motion. I, I totally disagree with that. It's just – it's just disappointing. It's like it, it makes you have zero faith that they're going to get any of these calls right. And so to me, that was the wrong That was the wrong call. And the longer that it took to review that, the more concerned I was. Because to me, if, if they were seeing it the way I was, it's an obvious review and done. But it didn't happen. And so uh, it's 3-3. Then Calgary takes the lead. And this was a play where... You know, along the boards near the bench, it was the Trocheck line with Crowder and Goodrow. They, they couldn't quite dig it out. And so it leads to kind of a mini odd man rush. And Michael Stone, the defenseman, powers it past Halak, his fifth of the season from Backlund and Coleman at 841. So right there, they tie it and take the lead. And that's one where Halak definitely wants to have that one back. And there might have been a little bit of a screen. I don't think there was any deflection. I think it went off clean from Stone. And it's 4-3 Calgary. So now the Rangers are trailing. But they tie it up, and, and it's, you know, a clutch player, and he scores again. It's Mika Zibanejad. Zibanejad has 24th of the season, and it's assisted by Panarin and VZ. And this is a really nice pass by Panarin. Behind the net, little backhand pass to Zibanejad. This is where you're hoping that chemistry can increase because it's not quite there yet. They're two really talented players. I mean, they're arguably two of the best forwards on the team when they're going right and probably the most, like, you know, in terms of names – it's Zvanajed and Panarin for sure. So good to see that connection. And Zvanajed scores past Markstrom and ties it up at four. Then it gets to a risky situation. Vinny Trocek takes a bad penalty, a tripping penalty at 17-19. He trips Mackenzie Weger. And the Rangers do kill this off. But for Trocek, as I've said, there's a lot of penalties there. It's not too dissimilar from another 16, Ryan Strome. So Trocek, this was a step-back game for him after he played really well against Vegas. This was not a great game for Trocek, but the Rangers do a great job. They kill it off, and we head to overtime. And in overtime, it starts out with Philip Heedle. Heedle, Panarin, and Fox. And you know what? Look, it's it's odd in the sense that Heedle is not going to face off. So for that, but just I like the idea of rewarding Heedle. And look, that could have been Trocek. I mean, they could have gone in many different directions, but they went with Heedle. And I like that. They reward him, and they got some chances, some really good ones at that. But then eventually, it's not quite the next crew. It was a combination of it, because then next was Zibanejad, Crowder, and Miller. But it ends up being a situation where it's a two-on-one. And Lafreniere is open, I said. It was good for Lafreniere, you know, because it kind of, in some ways, makes up for that devil game where he really single-handedly fucked it up, where Damon Severson won it, I guess now about a month back. And but now Lafreniere gets the winner. Lafreniere sets up Zabanajad, who just rips it one time. You know, vintage Zabanajad slap shot. Really great save by Mark Markstrom. But unfortunately for Calgary, Lafreniere, it, you know, it kind of goes off the boards. Calgary's not able to corral it, and Lafreniere kind of it wasn't a wrap around, but he's able to kind of whip it past the defenseman. Might have been Hannafin and Markstrom, 
and in. So Lafreniere's seventh goal of the season from Zabanajad at 137 of the overtime, and Markstrom was pissed. Markstrom slammed his his goalie stick against the post, broke it, and stormed out of there. But just uh, really, uh, if, if you were at this game, I mean, that must have been a really fun one. Just an awesome, awesome game. Coming out of the break as well. That was fun. And he had some really good performances by some of the younger players, some of the veterans. It was a good mix. Again, I don't think it's the blueprint for victory, but at the same time, it wouldn't necessarily like I, I'm I think you're you're happy about that. You don't feel like you stole you don't feel like you stole two points. It could have went either way. And the Rangers, you know, the, the, the talent wins out and you know, some timely goal scoring. And the Rangers win this one five four. Now they will take on the Vancouver Canucks, who are who are coming off of a, actually a 5-4 game as well. They lost to the New Jersey Devils 5-4 in overtime. And the, the Canucks recently traded Bo Horvat. But, you know, Vancouver has given the Rangers some problems. I mean, it's a different situation completely. But, you know, don't take Vancouver lightly. But I think if the Rangers play just a solid game, you get Igor back in there, hopefully he'll be all right. And, you know, you like to think that that's a winnable game. But, you know, Vancouver, the Rangers have definitely this year, right? If there's one thing we've seen, the Rangers against, you know, teams that are low in the standings at home, they've lost those games. They have to remember that. They can't feel too good about themselves. But this was a fun one. Rangers win it 5-4 in overtime. The game-winning goal by Alexi Lafreniere. And the Rangers improve their record on the season to 28-14-8 through 50 games.